So look at yoga. Yoga has been adopted by the masses now. It has been completely absorbed into Western culture and it has its roots and origins back in the East, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to recognize those roots and appreciate them for what they are, but I don't think you have to carry all of it with you, right? Right. (laughs) You know, you can, you can take what is working for you, what serves your path. Hey, Um, didn't Jesus have some roots back in the East? (laughs) A little, I mean, a few, I don't know. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between two friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Millspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. and welcome back to this episode of the Advice Not Given podcast. We're extremely excited today to be discussing the introduction to our Summer of Self-Awareness, our Enneagram series. We have several resources we want to share with you today, just kind of in preparation and laying the groundwork for that. But Kelly, are you so excited? I'm so excited. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. And I am diving in with like, I've got all new books to read in the next couple of weeks, anticipation of the series. Um, Some of my favorite authors have come out with new works. Um, I'm taking a workshop uh, next week that I'm hoping to learn a bunch of bunch of fun stuff. It's so funny. I'm like such a five. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> what then, I was thinking when you're saying all this research. But I, but I don't know. I just feel like it's been like renewed. Like, you know, we know this stuff, but I feel like sometimes it goes a little stale and I've made mm-hmm. some personal revelations. Um, just, you know, upon again, reading some of the new books and everything that I'm just like, oh, wow, it's starting to put it in a little more of a holistic view for me. Um, and I'm just really excited to, to dig in more through that sort of angle. Um, Mm -hmm. and instead of being obsessed with like knowing all the things about all the types, like I'm going to start working on just me, like, yeah, let me just learn some more about me and my type. And I think that our series is going to really help with that because we have, um, extended some invitations to hopefully bring some folks out of the crowd to talk about themselves. Well, that's what I was going to touch on. You were focusing kind of on like the relationship aspect of this, or I'm sorry, on the, um, research aspect, but I'm as a mm-hmm. six thinking about the relationships Aww. and thinking of the people that we've asked and some of the recordings that we've gotten back in. And I will talk a little bit more about it later in the episode, but I'm just so excited to hear from other people and hear their experience with the Enneagram and, um, you know, several of the people that I've talked to that I've reached out to, it's just reminded me like why I love them for their, for who they are, but especially, you know, within their Enneagram numbers. So. Isn't it neat to learn more about mm-hmm. people too? Like they're learning, like they know their type and they know what they love about their type. They love, they know what they get nervous about with their type, what they struggle with. And that's not stuff that we often see right? As outside observers or yeah. Right. So, and like, we could say like all day long, you know, Oh, I think that person's a three, that person's a four whatever, but we don't know their inner struggle and they could surprise us. And then if we know that they've typed as a certain thing, um, they're then able to be really transparent about some of their vulnerabilities or some of the things that they've struggled with. And I just think Mm -hmm. that helps grow so many awesome, strong bonds that, um, are just hard to come by otherwise. Yeah. And I think about the own, you know, our own journeys that we've gone through and the work that we've done. And I think just hearing other people talk about it, I literally like beam with pride. I'm like, I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you for doing that work. And I'm so yeah. happy for like where you've got, you know, where you've come from and how you're, you know, living, living now and uh, the awareness you have. So it's just, it's been like all happy things for me to, to get prepared for this. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's so funny too, because the people that I have asked um, are like, 
just in line step, the way they responded, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we could almost predict, like we asked one of each type that we know, and we kind of split the deck. Uh, you know, I took some, Claire took some, and it was so funny, like, well, I know the one will do it because it's the right thing to do. She, she knows mm-hmm. that this is good. I know my two will do it because she wants to help me. I know my three will do it. Oh, it's already in my inbox. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So it's so funny to see like how the uh, types actually even play out just with a simple request. Like, Hey, would you yeah. mind doing this recording? <laughs> Yeah. So before we get into sharing some of the the resources that we already have kind of out there, um, we're going to go through those and give you a little bit of insight on if you do have questions before we get started and kind of point you in in a few directions. I just want to ask you, Kelly, like what in your estimation or in your, maybe your hopes for the the series that we're doing, like, where do you hope to end up? Like, where do you hope that we end up as a, a podcast? And like, where do you hope our listeners may end up? Or like, what, what's our purpose, I guess? Mm. So I feel like bringing in new voices is important um, and bringing in new perspectives. So it is really hard for me as a, any number, but me as a five, to really understand the experience of any other number, right? right? Or any other person that's dominant in another number. And I personally have found the most benefit uh, relating with others and relating to even the type descriptions that I'm reading in all the different books. It's really hard to kind of put a person on that until you right. hear a person talk about it. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wait, I know that person. Yeah. And, oh, wow. That makes so much sense. And then you, I don't know, you can almost like feel this like compassion sort of rising for that person. Um, so I'm excited to bring those voices on so that we can all kind of hear, um, not just mm-hmm. me and you talk about what we think a two is like or whatever. Um, we can actually hear like someone's own personal experience. And I think we phrase the questions in a way that will they're open-ended enough right. that I'm excited to see where they go. You know what I mean? And I think that type will play into that, right? I think mm-hmm. we'll get a certain type of answer from a certain type of person. So I'm I'm just, I'm personally curious, but then I'm also excited to bring in new voices to A, validate what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that it's not just something that we're obsessed with, that it is a really useful tool that a lot of people are finding um, some, some great uh, help, like just like access to like different recesses of themselves that they didn't know how to get to. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that'll just be great. I'll just be happy if we can just share those voices. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would add to that, you know, I think that, um, if you're listening today and maybe wondering like, well, will this, will this be for me? Like I already know my type. Yes. The answer to that is yes. You're going to hear from people, um, again, just to give you insight into the other numbers and hear voices of people who um, are articulating what it means to be a particular number. But maybe you're the person who doesn't know your number. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you're the person who is maybe even skeptical of the system as a whole. The answer is, is this, if you're asking the question, if this is for you, the answer to that is yes. Like it's for everybody. Um, It's going to be a very good entry point. It's going to challenge you if you are familiar with it. And um, we're just really excited. So one of the things that we wanted to do in this particular episode um, is just to kind of give you a quick rundown of some of the resources that we already have available. We kind of sprinkle them in here and there probably need to be a little bit more uh, direct in our approach of sharing them (laughs) and more purposeful. But um, we sent out our newsletter that goes out almost every month uh, this past week, and we kind of listed those and linked those. And so we're going to share them here on the podcast. But if you do want to get the email, um, you can uh, 
just send us your contact information or go to our website and sign up for our newsletter and you will get that uh, to your inbox. So we first want to quickly start with the places you can listen or specific places you can listen to us talk about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. The first one is going to be our episode number four that we just give kind of a basic overview of the Enneagram. And Kelly, can you kind of speak to what we cover in that in terms of like the system and just a general overview of the types. I mean, yeah. So it's, that's going to be your like starting point, right? So it's going to talk about what the system is, where the system came from. Um, why is it helpful? Right? Like what, why should you be interested in this? I think a lot of people hear about the Enneagram and they're like, Oh, it's that silly meme account or that's, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the Buzzfeed quiz or whatever. But, um, I there's, there's a lot more to it. And I think we do a a decent job of stressing the importance of like the power that it can have in your own work. Y'all, this Mm -hmm. is not to try to learn to type other people or to figure out why you have a hard time working with this other person in your office. The Enneagram's for you. Like this is work for you to do. So we go through, um, what it is, kind of what the system looks like, how it moves, um, how it's fluid, the wings, the 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 arrows. We'll just call them arrows. There's a lot of debate about what to call mm-hmm. those arrows. And honestly, some of even the stuff we talked about, um, we may have now Claire and I adopted a more broad view because it is such a an evolving system, right? Mm-hmm. So even in the past, and I do remember. Year, well, I'm so, sorry to interrupt no, you, but I do even remember in that particular episode we talk a little bit about the triads and about how mm-hmm. if you are uncertain of where to start with your number, a lot of times you can at least kind of narrow down a particular triad, like the head, the heart, yes. or the body. And we go into detail in that episode. Yeah. And those centers of intelligence are really important. Um, a lot of times you can read through the type descriptions and see like, you know, I think I'm the three different numbers, right? You've ruled out six of them and you're stuck on three. If you can start narrowing down your center of intelligence or your your triad or your head, heart, gut sort of center, um, then that can get you a lot closer to finding your type. So we go through all of those. Um, and it's really not that long, is it? It might be just be an hour. Um, if that, yeah, I think it's that, right at it. Yeah. We were, we were better at keeping time back then. <laughs> yeah. So check out that interview. I think it's a great starting point. It is definitely not the end all be all, but that's a good place to start. Absolutely. Well, another place that we can be found talking about it is in um, episode 28. And that one centers on the Enneagram and relationships. We start with a conversation between Kelly and I, and we talk a little bit about the social styles or the Hornavian groups. And then we also talk about the coping styles or the harmonic groups. And um, from there we go on to, I think that one, I actually had an interview with Sarah Jane Case of Enneagram and Coffee, and she gives a lot of great insights on um, just the system as a whole. And she gives some great tips on how she's personally utilizing it. And then I believe we have part of a conversation about how the system has become kind of objectified and memified. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was a really, really fun discussion. That was a great conversation because there are lots of opinions out there <laughs> about who's using it well, who's, you know, who's, who's you know, kind of, yeah, reducing it down to the memes. So um, check that out. I mean, it was, I was interested to see how that, <laughs> that yeah. conversation, Claire did, Claire did a great job. It was a fantastic interview. And Sarah Jane has some really cool books out or a book. She got mm-hmm. one or two. She's an yeah, author. Yeah, came She's out great. in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yep. From there, <laughs> we finally released our episode with uh, Chris Hewitts, who is one of our favorite authors. Um, and he talks a lot about um, more of a, he called it like a universalistic view of the Enneagram, which I thought was interesting. And I've kind of mm-hmm. seen more of that 
now that his new book has come out, he's been kind of on a press tour. We got him real early, right? Mm-hmm. But then it was funny because the talking points are still similar and pretty much the same as as how he chatted with Brene Brown, right? Like, I mean, he's been on every... I mean, you're pretty much I'm the just same saying. as Brene Brown yeah. is what I'm taking from that, right? But can I... <laughs> so this is actually really funny. In his episode with her, um, she said she was like a skeptic, right? So she's right. like, I don't believe in this. I'm a psychologist or, you know, all the things she science. is. Science. Science, yeah. whatever. And she's like, I don't believe in this. It's just, you know, it's a dumb personality. Basically psychology, the only like validated system that they use is the big five, right? So anything mm. not the big five is kind of immediately distressed or dismissed. Well, she says, I saw her speak three years ago here at Fort Bragg. And my only question that I could think to ask her is what is your Enneagram type? And I didn't ask it because I was like, she's going to think oh, that's a dumb man. question. No, no, no. I was like, I wonder what she is. This sounds like it could be an amazing question. But then the more Mm -hmm. like I thought about it, I was like, she's going to say that's a dumb question. So sure enough, on her episode with Chris Hewers, she was like, Chris, I'm gonna tell you everywhere I went for like a year when I was speaking, the first question people would try to jump up out the crowd and ask me is what is your Enneagram type? type? And I would roll my eyes and think they were so stupid. (laughs) I'm so glad I did not ask that question. <laughs> but yeah. now, so what is her number? I, I don't even know. She, like, does she so have one or does she identify? Yes, she self identified as a one, mm-hmm. um, which is hilarious because she even said that she Googled herself one day and her, and like, well, she Googled Enneagram. She came up with a book list, a reading list for Enneagram mm-hmm. types. And the book recommendation for type one is her book, Her Books book. of Imperfection. <laughs> So she was like, and that just like solidified the whole thing. So um, anyway, it's a great conversation. It's a little heady. Um, It's, it's thought provoking, I think also. Um, And I think it's worth a listen with, again, an open mind um, to just, you know, kind of hear some of his ideas on the origins of the system, how it's useful for us um, and kind of reconnecting with our identity and um, who we were created to be essentially. So that was a great one. That's good. Well, the other thing that you can do if you want to hear more about without, you know, sitting down to read, but you just want to listen. um, We've had a course out for a couple of years. It's called Becoming Your Own Guru. In it, we have four different modules. It's really kind of geared for Uh, those who identify as military spouses and kind of seeing how that system overlay or the system of the Enneagram can be uh, viewed from the lens of a military spouse. And the course is great. It's actually uh, not really available at the time at the moment, but what we have done, or I say we, Kelly has taken (laughs) all of the audio files from the lectures and we actually have made those available to drop right into your podcast feed. If you are a patron, Mm -hmm. Um, Kelly, you want to give everybody a quick little tutorial on what they would need to do to access those files. All you have to do, you guys, is head over to patreon.com slash gurus. There is probably even a link in your podcast notes wherever you are listening this right now. So head over to Patreon to support the show at the entry level. I think we call it Podcast Pals. Um, It's just $4 a month. That's like a cup of coffee per month. Um, You can support us on a monthly basis. And then you'll also get access to a ton of the great perks that we have available for our community over there to include a cool sticker, um, all of the previous bonus episodes that we release. So once a month, we try to release something special for our patrons that is kind of behind the curtain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little less edited, filtered, um, maybe a little more of our like yeah. Stream just, of consciousness thing. Huh? <laughs> if there's even consciousness there, I don't know. It's I don't more know. just uh, yeah, whatever. It's, 
it's yeah, less it's concerned about um, how that sounds, right? Okay, so that's all I'll say. Um, but you get access to all of the previous episodes of that, um, and then also the new ones will populate. You can you get your own little RSS feed. So essentially, and we give you some instructions on how to do this, but you can essentially subscribe to that as another podcast on your player. Um, but then it'll also give you all five. There might be six actually episode type files uh, for the e-course. So you're missing the video, which is um, not a big deal. I mean, you don't get to see Claire's beautiful face. I mean, it was Claire like two and a half years ago, (laughs) 10 pounds ago, darker hair, longer hair, but it's it's still me. The video is for (laughs) sure worth it. And you're missing some of the notes and guidance, Um, but the audio file is still there. So if you're a listener anyway, um, it's a great way to consume that information. If you up your level to a podcast bestie, uh, you'll also get access to our, I think it's like a 20 page journal workbook Mm -hmm. that you can kind of follow along all of the, the teachings all the modules and keep your own sort of personal reflective notes in the workbook to start yourself down this journey of like self-awareness, kind of checking yourself and understanding like where you need to go from there. So, well, and let me just give you like some numbers. If you do decide to become a Patreon or patron to get that at $4, that's basically 90% off the course because when we were selling the course, it was $49. And so for Mm -hmm. only four, you're getting all the content and um, you can totally listen to it when you're out like on a walk or working out or cooking dinner or whatever. So yeah, it really it's is worth a good the es- deal. It's a little escape, you guys. It's worth it. It is. Um, it so is. Yeah, and you can call that your own like distance learning right now, right? Like oh, you would be right. almost like a student, if you will. Listen, um, we'll, so give yeah. you a, we'll give you a certificate if you want. <laughs> hey, Kelly's kind of picking on me. I did make a certificate a- for graduates <laughs> of our course. You got a certificate and I think it's yeah. important to recognize that. It is important. <laughs> it is. That's yeah. So those are the places you can listen to more content that we have created about the Enneagram. But we also want to share uh, just some places that you can land and we will link these in the show notes, but, um, we have a, I'll start with the recommended reading list that we put together. Um, this is not updated with like Chris Hewitt's new book just yet, but although we need to probably start adding a few new things to it. But what I did when I put that together, um, and Kelly's going to kind of piggyback on this just a minute, but, um, the list is actually divided. We kind of referenced like a, a, a swimming pool. So we've got like the zero entry, like wading in the kiddie pool level, the like regular area of the pool, and then the deep end. So we've got the books organized by kind of like their level of depth, maybe. But then we also have within those levels, I have broken them down into like more secular books that take a more secular approach to the Enneagram. And then I actually have listed books that take a Christian approach. And so um, depending on your flavor and your interest there, um, that list is a really helpful place to start if you have time or the inclination to pick a book and read. And I will say already some of the audio files that we have coming in from our people who are participating as uh, the Enneagram types for this summer they are referencing a lot of those books that we have listed on that recommended reading list. So Kelly, do you want to speak quickly to the uh, Christian versus secular view of the Enneagram? So we get this question a lot, um, especially from folks that just aren't super familiar with the system um, is, okay, well, where does this land 
in my Christian faith? Is this an affront to my Christian faith? Is this um, somehow stepping out of line or falling down? Is the it road? witchcraft or <laughs> or that? Yeah, it's falling down, like being too woo. Um, and listen, y'all, these are all very personal convictions. So if you feel like this right. is something that is outside of the parameters of what you're interested in applying to your own life and to your own sort of um, just work as a human um, and as a person living on this planet, um, then that's okay. It's not for everyone. Um, I think it's interesting too that it the system kind of finds you when you're ready for it too. Mm-hmm. And not like it's seeking you out like a Ouija board. <laughs> crazy. It is like you have to be in a place where you're open to it um, and to understanding yourself and your psyche on a different kind of level, right? And it doesn't right. negate any of the other spiritual tools or guidance um, that is available out there. But I can definitely, I can see and appreciate where this would be kind of red flag raising for for folks um, that aren't maybe comfortable with things like yoga, right? So right. look at yoga. Yoga has been adopted by the masses now. It has been completely absorbed into Western culture and it has its roots and origins back in the East, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize those roots and appreciate them for what they are, but I don't think you have to carry all of it with you, right? right. You know, you can you can take what is working for you, what serves your path. Hey, um, didn't Jesus have some roots back in the East? <laughs> a little. I mean, a few. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's the point, right? It's the, the idea is that, um, first of all, the system in and of itself, like when we say the system or when we say the Enneagram, the Enneagram is just a shape. Okay. So, and the shape actually is ancient, right? Um, it dates back Pythagoras. And even before that was using the shape and saying, wow, what a neat model that you can apply all sorts of things to. It's just this neat geometric sort of shape with, a a triangle, which has meaning, a circle, which has meaning, uh, groups of seven, groups of three, like, and all of those have biblical meanings too, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're important sort of um, algebraic sort of numbers, right? Like, so the way the system works is just cool and profound. And yes, all kinds of different people and religions and traditions and groups have used this system in different ways. Um, the psychology sort of overlay to it, um, is a pretty recent advent. So the, the Enneagram of personality as we know it, and as we're talking about it is only about 50 ish years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is actually pretty recent. Now it's not an American system. Um, it actually has roots in, uh, Chile and <laughs> Germany and some other places. Like it is not something that, uh, Americans or, or evangelicals from Nashville came up with, right? Like <laughs> you've got to give credit where the credit is due, but, right. um, we have been able to, in any kind of, um, sort of tradition or thought process, been able to take this system and, put our understanding of human psychology and our understanding of um, our psychosomatic and spiritual sort of relationships within our own selves mm-hmm. um, and a development of all of those things. And it works really perfectly with this overlay, with this this model of how all of the different types of people interact with each other, interact with themselves and forget themselves in a way and become disconnected mm-hmm. from what they were designed to be and become so for seriously like my whole life even since I was a teenager I've loved taking like personality quizzes and strengths finder and Myers-Briggs and 
introvert and extrovert. I don't hear any of those words in the Bible either, right? Like you don't read (laughs) up in the Psalms about introverts or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the woo personality type or the strength or the, um, you know, whatever. Like, but to me, even as someone who has studied other systems, like I have found the Enneagram in my study of it. Maybe it's just some of the, the teachers I am studying, but I have found that it, ties me into my Christian faith more than those other Mm -hmm. systems do. There's much more writing done on the tie-ins between take Richard Rohr, for example, and like our Imago Dei and like the, we're the reflection of Christ. Right. And um, Marilyn Vansel talks about the adapted self and the authentic self. And it's our authentic self that we're trying to reflect back, like how we've been created. Mm So I think there's a lot of, a lot to kind of like dissect there. Um, but yeah, we, we just want to mention that we have a reading resource list and it is divided up so that if you do only want to look at it from a particular lens and maybe you're the opposite, maybe you don't want that. You don't right. want the Christian exactly. view. Um, I found that people who reach out about like wanting to homeschool, they're also in that camp. They're like, I'm wanting to oh, homeschool, sure. but I don't want a faith-based yep. curriculum. What can you recommend? Or I'm wanting to homeschool. I only want a faith-based you know, curriculum. So yeah, it's reflective in a lot of areas of life. So yeah. So find your comfort, right? Find your own comfort level. And I, I know for a fact, like I, my sister just reached out the other day and she's, um, she was saying that Beth McCord was really resonating with her Mm -hmm. and the way Beth McCord teaches. And she is very, and everything is, uh, Christian driven. Like everything is kind of rotating around this, this lens of how God and Mm -hmm. yeah, how God created you, how you've been become disconnected from, from him and from Jesus. And you know, and that's, I listen, I think it's a great way to embody the teaching and understand the teaching. And at the end of the day, it needs to serve you, right? Like something about it needs to be beneficial in your walk um, and whatever that walk looks like, right? Um, so consider us to be kind of embracing of a lot of the, <laughs> the traditions mm-hmm. and perspectives. I am just personally super curious about all the systems and all the traditions, Same. right? Like I've never been one to shy away from learning about Hinduism, right? Or learning about other religions and theologies. And if there's something that can I can take away from another tradition that serves me, I mean, I really, I'm not great at meditation, but I think the idea of it is fantastic. And the practices yeah. and the actual like counting of beads, right? Like, is that mm-hmm. too woo for Christianity? No, I don't think so. I think you can apply that. I mean, the Catholics use beads, right? Right. I think you can apply it. And there's actually, did you know that apparently there are 108 variations of Enneagram um, sort of types? Um, And 108 is actually an intensely like significant number in most uh, religions, specifically Mm -hmm. in Christianity, and that mala beads, mala necklaces have 108 beads on them, right? Like there are you just taught like me that. something, Kelly. I know. I read it last night. Yeah. So, <laughs> there, there's, there's something to be said and taken away from this body of knowledge, this body of work that has evolved over the time, over the years. Um, mm-hmm. And if, again, if it speaks to you, find what way you can consume it the best. And maybe you don't, right? And that's totally mm-hmm. fine too. Um, but I think more than anything, be respectful of those who are on their own journey, on their own path. Yeah. Um, and if it's not for you, just... Yeah. step away. It's fine. <laughs> well, and I, like you, I feel like I, I can read and hear and understand. And this is maybe a metaphor that I think you and I, we've spoken about at length <laughs> about other topics, but I can hear some other person's perspective and sure. understand that it's different from mine. And I can disagree with it and not be swayed by it 
but still mm. appreciate it. <laughs> and so right? um, that's a lot of the things I read with the Enneagram. I filter it through my own Christian lens and I have yet to read anything that has made me waver from my Christian faith. If nothing, if, if anything, it's strengthened my Christian yeah. faith and it's made me more inclined. I love, um, we mentioned this in an earlier episode, but Chris Hewitt's first book, Sacred Enneagram. I love his silence, stillness, and solitude. Mm-hmm. Those are things Jesus practiced in his own earth, life on earth. And so yeah. um, those are, those are, I don't know, takeaways. We'll move on. We could get on this, <laughs> stay on this soapbox for a but, while. But, but listen, I'm glad you brought it up and I'm glad we were able to address it. I know, again, some people just don't have an awareness of it and, or maybe it's just, again, it's not their speed. Um, we love it and we're going to continue talking about it. <laughs> so hopefully you hang with us and are able to hold conflicting viewpoints if if you do have them. And listen, we are happy to discuss them too. Like uh, we, we want to hear other viewpoints as well. So, um, And I'll take it one step farther as a six who typically is phobic. I do get counterphobic about the Enneagram sometimes because I want to, I'm almost kind of like, well, there's too many like hipster churches teaching classes on it now. And I don't want to be somebody, I don't want to be another voice if that's Mm. the whole vibe of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a whole spectrum. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. So another um, place that you can read up on uh, maybe a little bit more of a condensed version of what the Enneagram is, Miss Kelly Artis was a contributor to Legacy Magazine Volume 2. And she shared, this was one of their early volumes, and um, she shared an article, what is the Enneagram for them? And uh, with permission, because it was actually her intellectual property, we were able to post that to our website. And so we'll link that. But Kelly, um, do you remember that way back in the day when you wrote that article? Minute. Yeah, I feel like they're on like their before... like sixth volume now, I think. I want to say we like launched Millspo Gurus so that we could plug it in this article. Maybe. <laughs> we were like, oh, wait, we need we a gotta thing go. that yeah. people can find us in. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I love the ladies at Legacy. I mean, they're doing such great work. If you guys, if you're a military spouse and you're interested in seeing like a really vast array of um, just types of lifestyles that people are living in this culture, um, I think they're doing a fantastic job celebrating that. My article was... Um, kind of based on this idea of like how to progress through the Enneagram, right? So first you need to be able to be present to yourself. What does self-awareness even look like? Cause I think we all are just so like probably stressed, but also just so like asleep to the way we're walking around. Um, mm-hmm. so how to start to bring awareness to like how you're acting, how you're perceiving people and things in your life, um, and what's happening in your body. Right. And then understanding, um, the ways in which you are interacting with the world and seeing the world and what kind of what kind of output that can have on your life and your relationships, um, how you handle stress, how you cope with things. And then I just went into some kind of high level type descriptions. And then honestly, how I think that we as military spouses and the lifestyle and the challenges that we kind of have to constantly overcome are really, really in this cool, unique, we have this opportunity, um, to just grow and empower others and become like, crazy compassionate role models, right? Towards ourselves and towards others, because we have such a diverse community that we're always bringing in, letting go of, bringing in, letting go. Of. So mm-hmm. anyway, that was great. I loved that They gave me that opportunity. I appreciate you ladies, if you're listening. Um, and I'm loving, yeah, they're on, I want to say I just got episode or episode volume, volume, volume seven. Six. 
Six, six or seven. Mm, I got a whole stack of them over there. They're gorgeous. And I know. I saved all mine too. Well, you've been featured a couple of times. We're not going to let that go. So Claire's written a couple of things for, for the Legacy Magazine uh, volumes. So kudos yes. to you too, friend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, the next thing we want to mention, and this is actually something that we put together, gosh, it's maybe been a year or two, but it's really one of my favorite things that we ever did. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? That it's one of my favorites? Is it? Oh, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. So we have something called the Milspo snapshots and it's Enneagram types for military spouses. And it is a download, but it's free. So you will click on the link and go to our website and you'll have to like add it to your cart, but there will be no charge. It will deliver to you um, instantly through your email, but um, it's just really cool. It's kind of set up almost like a magazine article or a yearbook layout. And (laughs) like superlatives. Yeah. yeah, And we spend a lot of time kind of trying to be creative with um, some of the descriptions and put the, like a true military spin on each of the the descriptions. Mm So it's really, really kind of cool. Super and that would probably be that would probably be one of the besides your article, like the quickest, like if you just want to read kind of a quick overview, that that in your article would be the the quick thing. Yeah, I think it's fine too. It's like, you know, and now it's a little stereotypical, so forgive us, y'all. It's just very like, oh, the two might be the FRG leader, right? Right. <laughs> or but but it is fun. It's kind of fun to just start personifying the different types instead of hearing like the numbers or instead of challenger or performer, you know, those sorts of things. Right. Um, so yeah, have fun. We had fun with that. Um, the last one I'll just go ahead and jump to is our workbook that accompanies the course and now the podcast episodes that are in Patreon. So you could just buy the workbook as a standalone product. We've beefed it up enough to where it does stand on its own. We give you enough of an Enneagram sort of overview. Um, so it's a a hybrid sort of book slash workbook even, um, where you can still do those journals, um, journal items, the reflection points. Um, and it still gives you some guidance on what to do once you Mm -hmm. found your type and how to start looking for your type and uncovering like all the layers that exist within you. So that is available. Oh, I can't remember. Well, I just want to add to that about the workbook. I remember when we were recording the video content for the course, like if I said it once, I probably said it every single module. You can listen, you can watch, but the real work comes when you sit down with the workbook, answer the questions, reflect, um, internalize and then respond. And so I think yeah. to me, this is my opinion. Um, you can listen to stuff, you can read stuff, but if you really want to like dive in and like really do some work, that workbook is a great tool because it's going to give you prompts yeah. to, to, to just really go deep and, um, kind of like not let yourself off the hook. Like you, sometimes you can listen to something and be like, mm-hmm. Ooh, that touched a nerve next. <laughs> But when you're, when you're in the middle of doing like a workbook or journal prompts, um, it can be, it can cause you to really slow down and think through, think through some of this stuff that you are, you're taking in. And then I find, and maybe it's just my own learning style, but I find when I have taken the time to do stuff like that, that's when it really sticks for me. I can, Mm. I I pull it back out more easily if I've handled it you know, like with well, my, so my brain and my hands and such with your hands. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the thing for me, it's like kinetic, like that's my memory. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have notebooks all over the place that have no rhyme or reason. I never reference them back. I just need to write it down for it mm-hmm. to like be somewhere in my brain. So yeah, I think that's powerful. I mean, and the questions are great and they're super, they're compassionate. <laughs> they're like, we assume <laughs> that you've been, maybe you've never done this kind of work before and like actually taken a moment to yourself. I think we're all sort of guilty of making sure everyone else is taken care of and fed and cleaned and supported and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And we very, 
very rarely take the opportunity to like spend time and fine tune. Like, how are we check in, just check in with yourself. How do mm-hmm. I do that? How do I react in those situations? So, and I can resource. say some of the early modules in the workbook, as well as the, the audio course, if you don't know your number, it's going to help you like identify mm-hmm. what some of your, maybe your triggers or some of your bad, not bad behaviors, but stressors or touch points that have not been particularly positive in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then using that to kind of help point you toward a triad or an intelligence center. And then within that, a particular number. So yeah, it's all data y'all. It's data points that will be helpful in the long run. So it is. Well, I just want to say kind of, as we close out this episode, um, for those of you who subscribed to our newsletter and got the email with all these listed resources, we've kind of made this like a come take a trip with us kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I know we we both, Kelly and I, have kind of extenuating circumstances this summer. She has a redeploying spouse. I have a PCS. We're not thinking we're going to the beach anytime soon, either one of us, for like a real good getaway or retreat of any kind. And so maybe you find yourself in a similar situation. And we want to say lock arms with us and come join us. I think I gave several bad vacation um, illusions in the, the newsletter about Bon Voyage and uh, <laughs> journey along with us. But seriously, yeah. like you, you're, if you have kids, hopefully their um, distance learning has stopped. Hopefully you're kind of establishing some new patterns and rhythms for summer. And there is literally no better time to invest in yourself and um, utilize this series this summer as a way to have more self-awareness and uh, empower yourself to to grow and change and uh, reflect. Thanks for joining us this week on Advice Not Given. For resources and links to all the things mentioned in today's episode, head over to our website at milspogurus.com. That's M-I-L-S-P-O-G-U-R-U-S. If you enjoyed this episode, please help others find us by adding your thoughts to an iTunes review and subscribing so you never miss a show. If you're interested in being a next level supporter of our endeavors, check out our Patreon page. You can pledge as little as a dollar per episode to help us out with expenses. Think of it as eavesdropping on our coffee date, but then sending over a latte. It's a thing. Also, be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook at Gurus, where we keep the conversation going and where you can share your advice not given.